Hey, this is Megan from Swish and Flick. I wanted to tell you all about Book of the Month. I love the curated list of books that is available every month. It makes it so easy to find something for you. Book of the Month focuses on new and upcoming authors. It's really helped me to venture beyond my regular genres. I am so excited at the start of every month to see what Book of the Month has picked. And what's better than getting a cute blue box in the mail with a book in it? I was so excited to see this month The Paradise Problem by Christina Lauren was a pick. You guys know how much I love their writing. I've already started it, and it's everything you could expect from a Christina Lauren novel. Book of the Month is offering a great intro offer for the month of May. You get your first book for $5 with the code PETALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, and shipping is always free. Head on over to bookofthemonth.com and use code pedals. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life, but when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 188 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm Sarah. Is that funny to you? No, I was picturing, <laughs> I was, because I like typically read along and I was like, thinking that Katie had to talk first, but she didn't because she's never talked first. I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> she, everything's fine. And guess what? Juliana, this episode is sponsored by you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Put your tissues away. It's not the episode. <laughs> I mean, you never know, though. So keep them. I don't know. There. I mean, if you want to cry, you can cry. But I'm just saying this is not the one. OK, so I thought Hermione forgot, died in this part when I read it for the first time. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. She has a pulse. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> today we will be discussing the second part two of three of chapter 35 of Harry Potter in the Order of the Phoenix Beyond the Veil. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to cry your way through the details. 
Yes. Beyond so I guess veil, you need tissues. I don't know. Beyond the Veil kind of sounds like uh, Game of Thrones type of stuff. It does a little they bit. Go beyond the Veil. It makes me think of Pierce the Veil. Beyond the Wall. Pierce the Veil, the band. Yeah. I don't know any of the things that you're talking about. You know Game of Thrones. Not so much. I mean, you know Game of Thrones more so than you know whatever they were talking about. <laughs> whatever they were talking about. Anyway, I don't listen to music. Megan! Too good for music. Megan! Yes. It, it's Meg's Mouse Tales, everyone. It is. With, the, with weekly profit things. Yeah. Um, so Universal Studios... Hollywood recently reopened, not normally, though they probably are soon. There's a light mm-hmm. at the end of the tunnel, folks. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. But they reopened for a small amount of people for a ticketed event called the Taste of Universal. And for the first time in like almost a year, people could go back into the Wizarding World at Universal Studios Hollywood. And they had like, you couldn't go on any rides, um, but this is like still a thing going on. So if you live in the area, you can try to obtain tickets to this. It's like a separate ticketed event. Um, and it runs Fridays through Sundays through April 11th. So it's a pretty short <laughs> run. Um, okay. Well, happy no, birthday. That's the best day. It is my mommy. It birthday. runs until Sarah's birthday. No, my um, half and birthday. And my mom. And Katie's half birthday. <laughs> um, yeah. So it has over 70 food options. I do believe that one of the said food options is butterbeer. They're serving butterbeer again. But like I said, there's no rides. But you can basically go and just enjoy the atmosphere, which in all honesty is my favorite thing to do at a theme park in general. Um, Just go and enjoy the atmosphere. Um, So, yeah, if you guys live in Southern California and you would like to try to go to this, it's going on through Sarah's birthday and Katie's half birthday. (laughs) Um, And my mom's birthday. And Tiffany's mom's birthday. So go and check it out if you want to. Uh, it's called Taste of Universal. And it is only, I think, like I said, it's Fridays through Sundays. Um, all three days. Yep. And if you need to know, April 11th is on a Sunday. I do accept presents. <gasps> Get out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. This is still me. <laughs> I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, make sure that you follow us on Spotify by clicking the follow button on our page. And if you like this episode, share this episode with your friends, because if you like it, they might like it. And just click the three dots in the corner of the episode page to share it to your social media. Is that right? What? Meatball. Is that meatball? Yeah. Meatball menu. Got it. Um. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast. We actually have quite a few videos scheduled to push every Thursday going forward for a few weeks right now. And um, we are going to be putting out some more shop tours. And we have other plans going forward Mm -hmm. for the channel as well. Katie and I have kind of been avoiding going um, out there just because they've been getting a little bit crowded lately. But now that we are all vaxxed up and comfortable, hopefully in the coming weeks, we will be filming more content for you guys. Um, So make sure that you go subscribe on YouTube. 
Make sure that you're follow us that you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well at Swish Flick Cast. And if you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our amazing, awesome, exclusive Discord channel, trivia games, which one is coming up in April. Um, Swish Swag Boxes, the next one of those is set to come out in July, and the sign-up date deadline is the end of April. Is that right? Yes. Correct. End yeah. of April. Um, and more. So thank you all so much for your support to all of our current patrons. We couldn't do this without you. Katie, you had your hand up. Uh, patient wanted to know if T-Swift would also be in the Weekly Profit. My girl won another Grammy! <laughs> Album of the oh, year, baby. Folklore. Woo woo. Heck yeah, I'll talk about T Swizzle. But yeah. <laughs> All right, ready? Yes, Kate. ma'am. Big time recap. Big time recap. Ooh, you and me, we got a big time recap. <laughs> and you heard about me. Smaller than my summary. We got some I love it. All right. Well, last episode, we had a lovely little chat with Chris Rankin and his lovely partner, Nessa Beecroft. Two of the loveliest humans I know. And yeah, we, we had a blast. Facts. <laughs> facts. Big facts. <laughs> Big facts. Um, but last chapter episode, <sighs> Luscious showed up with his death buddies, and he's mm. trying to get Harry to give him the prophecy. And Harry comes up with a plan. It's a smashing good time. But in the chaos, the crew gets split up, and I think that's where we left off. Cliffhanger. Well, kind of, because they were, like, yeah. fighting. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah but they did get split up. Uh, anyways, there's more fighting going on. So Hermione, Harry, and Neville, they're trying to get away, but they get attacked <laughs> by more Death Eaters, and I don't know why I said that in a weird way. One is, like, crying like a baby. Another one shoots Hermione with a spell that knocks her out. Um, they make their escape from the time room. Because, you know, they're running out of time. Oh! <laughs> hey! The time room I'm freaks over, me yeah. out, but I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, um, I all I could think about when I was reading was like, I wonder what hap- what what happened to his head. Like, did he get it back to normal? But then I was like, he is a Death Eater, so like, does it matter? But I feel like it does. <laughs> anyway, so they run into Ron, Ginny, and Luna. Ron is acting very strange. Ginny has a broken ankle, but then like Luna seems okay. You know, um, they try to run, but then there's more Death Eaters find them. They back end up back in the brain room. Where, you know, Ron just wants to touch one. So, Ron, use your brain. That's not a good Ooh. idea. Well, you know. <laughs> but in his defense, he was shot with the spell that, like, again, made him. Right. He's not thinking strange. straight. Yeah. A little not wacky. Not straight at all. No. Okay. He's a giggling. Let's keep going in this chapter of tears. Do you think we'll laugh This at is all? Swish and Flick. Who's to say? We're going to laugh. We always are. We're going to laugh. You're right. You're right. Okay. Here we go. So. Are you started? Oh, there's another laugh. The gif of. I know. I'm going to go touch the butt. (laughs) Around with the brain. 
I'm sorry. Oh, it's just because right, I was already sneezes. giggly. <sighs> no. You made me eek. <laughs> we need to be giggly in this in this chapter. That's one of my favorite movies. It's such a good, it is so movie. good. solid movie. It is. So back to this and not finding Nemo. Uh, uh, Harry hears the first part of the killing curse being um, said. And so he launches himself across the floor and he grabs the Death Eater around the knees, causing him to topple over. And his aim was off because of this. And I said, Harry James Potter. What a guy. Yeah. I wonder if like a, like someone raised in the wizarding world would have thought of that first. Yeah. You know what I mean, like I feel like their first instinct mm, as a physical, wizard is like rather yeah yeah not rather not than to use be, magic not to get physical physical i mean honestly like, i'm gonna take you down do you think about this it's like yeah they got wants but like i, I mean it's fair face. you know what i mean hey it kind of <laughs> happens later i totally agree with the fact that i don't know if somebody magical would have really had how, that reaction um, i think that's valid like, that's i truly really how Voldemort lost his uh nose punched right in the face pow right in the right nose. in the right in the, right in the nose <laughs> Right in the sniffer. So so Harry, you have to think, Harry's got this Death Eater around the knees. And so Neville goes and he overturns the desk where he was hiding. And the author wrote, quote, in his anxiety, or in my personal opinion, it's not for me to, you know, say what I think <laughs> above what the author says about how he's feeling right now. But I believe that this was in his bravery, not in his anxiety, to go and to help others. Um, so Neville's pointing his wand wildly at the pair of them. And I imagine this to be like, who, you know, where do I aim this curse? Because they're basically wrestling at this point. They're fighting each other, Harry and the Death Eater. And so Neville, I guess, takes his best aim and yells Expelliarmus. So both of Harry and the Death Eater's wands go flying out in the air and they go back towards the entrance hall of the halls of balls of the walls of prophecies. <laughs> you can't get me on a giggly mood today. To me. I, I just I'm talking about listen, we've got to laugh. Uh, so both of them being Harry and the death eater <laughs> scramble to their feet and they take off to go and grab their wands. Harry was running in front of the Death Eater, but the Death Eater was, like, so close behind him. And Neville was following after, horrified at what he had done. So Neville yells at Harry, telling him to get out of the way. And Harry listens, and he flung himself sideways. And Neville shouted, stupefy. But he misses the Death Eater. It went right over his head. And it hit the glass-fronted cabinet that was, quote, full of variously shaped hourglasses. The cabinet fell to the floor and burst apart, glass flying everywhere, then sprang back up onto the wall, fully mended, then fell down again and shattered. And there you have it. The time turners. Shattering over and over and over again. But were they all shattered, for sure? (laughs) Well, let's talk about that. Well, like, here's my question, though. Let's talk. Well, let's, you said if it's if it was made once, for it sure. could be made again. And mm-hmm. by a smarter human, mm-hmm. it could be made better. So there's my thing about the whole cursed child time turner. Honestly, if that's people's only argument against cursed child, I hate to tell you that technology changes with time. <laughs> I, no pun intended. But also, like. 
Yeah. Come on. All right. And then there, <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about that. Did we, did we upgrade the telephone? No. No. You bet your bottom own, dollar we did. What's a telephone? So... That's not what I use my little brick for. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a belly oh, yeah. I know what that is. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about now? Okay. So on wizardingworld.com, the author did a little excerpt. This was originally on Pottermore on the 10th of August of 2015. I don't know why I am speaking this way. Why not? Who gave me something? Let's go. In spite of the many muggle <laughs> fantasies around the subject, time travel is, po- it is possible in only a limited sense, even in the magical world. While the subject is shrouded in great secrecy, investigations are ongoing, ongoing, ongoing in the Department of Mysteries. It appears that magic can take you only so far. Are you ready to hear more about time turners? No. Oh, we have mixed reviews. (laughs) So according to Professor Sal Croker who has spent his entire career in the Department of Mystery studying time. Time magic, rather. As our investigations currently stand, the longest period that may be relived without the possibility of serious harm to the traveler or to time itself is around five hours. Interesting. We have been able to encase single-hour reversal charms, which are unstable and benefit from containment in small enchanted hourglasses that may be worn around a witch or wizard's neck and revolved accordingly to the number of hours the user wishes to relive. This is a very long article, <clears throat> but I will read, read it all. All attempts... <laughs> all attempts to travel back further than a few hours have resulted in catastrophic harm to the witch or wizard involved. It was not realized for many years why time travelers over great distances never survived their journeys. Yikes, a All such experiments have been abandoned since 1899 when Eloise Mintumble became trapped for a period of five days in the year 1402. What was going on in 1402? Well, somebody looks that up. Um, now we understand that her body had aged five, whoa, five centuries in its return to the present and ir- irreparably damaged. She died in St. Mungo's Hospital of from a lady's shortly after we managed to retrieve her. What is more, her five days in the distant past caused great disturbance to the life paths of all those she met, changing the course of their lives so dramatically that no fewer than 25 of their descendants vanished in the present, having been, quote, unborn. Hmm. That is, like, so yeah. incredibly if my sad. my face could make a sound, it'd be like, <laughs> right now. <laughs> Let me go on. I, there's no way I can't not read the rest of this. So, finally, there were alarming signs during the days following... Madam Mintumble's recovery that time itself, <clears throat> pardon me, had been disturbed by such a serious breach of its laws. Tuesday following her reappearance lasted two and a half full days, whereas Thursday shot by in the space of four hours. The Ministry of Magic had a great deal of trouble covering this up 
and since that time, the most stringent laws and penalties have been placed around those studying time travel. Even the use of very limited amount of time turners at the ministry's disposal is hedged around within hundreds of laws. While not as potentially dangerous as skipping five centuries, the reuse of a single hour can still have a dramatic consequence in the Ministry of Magic seeks the strictest guarantees if it permits the use of the rare and powerful objects. It would surprise most of the magical community to know that time turners are generally only used to solve the most trivial problems of time management and never for greater more the important purposes because, as Saul Croker tells us, quote, just as the human mind cannot comprehend time, so it cannot comprehend the damage that will ensue if we presume to tamper with its laws. The ministry's entire stock of time turners was destroyed during the fight in the Department of Mysteries about three years after Hermione Granger was granted permission to use one at Hogwarts. Or is that just what they want us to know? I mean, like, honestly, though, even There's if they were all destroyed, it's not like they couldn't make them again. Correct. Unless it's, oh, devil's advocate, sorry. Unless it's something um, similar to Sorcerer Stone type things on the inside? Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Someone still made yeah, that, Yeah, I mean, though. like, how would you initially have made it, you know? Yeah, I feel that. I felt that. Let's uh, hear more about the author's thoughts. So the author then goes to say, and these are her words. I went too, f- I went far too lighthearted into the subject of time travel in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. While I do not regret it, and then in parentheses, Prisoner of Azkaban is one of my favorite books in the series. It opened up a vast number of problems for me because, after all, if wizards could go back and t- go back and undo problems, where were my future plots? Very. That's been brought up a lot. Yeah, a lot, a lot. I solved the problem to my own satisfaction in stages. First, I had Dumbledore and Hermione emphasize how dangerous it would be to be seen in the past. To remind the reader that there might be unforeseen and dangerous consequences as well as solutions in time travel. Secondly, I had Hermione go back the only time, I'm sorry, give back the only time turner ever to enter Hogwarts. Thirdly, I smashed all the remaining time turners during the Battle of the Department of Mysteries, removing the possibility of reliving even short periods in the future. This is just one example of the ways in which writing fantasy novels, one must be careful what one invents. For every benefit, there is usually a drawback. Uh... When did Cursed Child come out? 2016. Summer 2016. So this was a this was this came out this came out a year before, but when I wonder when they actually started yeah. writing this. Because if you don't already know, spoiler alert, Cursed Child is heavily based on the use of a found yes. time turner. Lots of time travel. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's never super explained, like could it have been like the original time turner so it's like the most powerful one that they mm-hmm. base all the other ones that don't go as far well i mean or if, is if, it newer technology that's just it goes so back, definitely goes it's back it's said years, that it obviously. was yes. created by um a not i don't remember theodore not the somebody so is this, this is after the... but was I it created believe by him so that's what they claim <clears throat> well, let's get into this Sasa's going to look it up for us. So that was from wizardingworld.com. Um, 
If you don't know what a time turner is, it, it um it's used for time travel. And that's 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 a good definition. <laughs> if I could turn back time. Gosh, every time. Give me it. If I could find a way. <laughs> I love share. Okay. Actually, do you know what was funny? This is a side story really quickly. Um, I had beaten Ocarina of Time and my mom was playing that album while I was beating it and I was like, oh my God. It was meant to be. I've never told anyone that before. I've never told anyone that before and it was emotional. All right. Well, this is what the Wikia says. It says in 2020, Nat, um, it is Theo, Harry, uh, dueled Harry Potter, the head of the Department of Magical Law Enforcement before being defeated and arrested by him for the illegal possession of an unregistered and, and hold on and advanced so it doesn't turner. say if he made it he just had it it says it says he had he had created at least two time turners for mm. lucius uh the prototype which was restricted by a boundary of five minutes was seized by potter and used by a son to travel to the past the improved time turner which gleamed gold and allowed the traveler to stay in the past for an unlimited time was kept away lucius who never used it Draco then used it to save his son in the past. But, like, how how if you can only go by five minutes? Mm. I mean, I guess maybe that's just what they suggest. You know what I mean? Because if you go back more mm-hmm. than that, you, I mean, like, look what happened. He went back years, right? That was, like, awful. But I guess the less time you go back the less chance you have to mess time up. So it's mm-hmm. probably more so just like a safety net that they say five minutes. So the Death Eater then snatched up his wand that was laying next to the glittering bell jar and Harry ducked behind another desk and the man turned, man being Death Eater, his mask slipped off just so that he couldn't see. So then he gets frustrated, rips it off with his free hand, and shouted, stoop. But he doesn't get the whole spell he out. He doesn't want to leave a stoop. Oh, good one. And before the rest of the spell could get out, Hermione screams the full spell, stupefy, and... She had just caught up with them, so she, like, saves the day. And the the jet of red light hits the Death Eater in the middle of his chest. Great shot. And he froze, his arms still raised, and his wand fell to the floor and clattered. And he collapsed towards the bell jar. This is terrifying. And here, in my opinion, as I write, is one of the weirdest moments in the entire Harry Potter series. Quote, Harry expected to hear a clunk, for the man had hit solid glass and slide off the jar onto the floor. But instead, his head sank through the surface of the bell jar as though it was nothing but a soap bubble. And he came out to rest, sprawling on the back, sprawling on his back on the table with his head lying inside the jar full of glittering wind. Don't worry, there's more. So Hermione... Accio's Harry's wand and then throws it to him. And Neville yells out and says, look out, because he's horrified. He's staring at the Death Eater's head in the bell jar. And all three... Ding. That was so loud. (laughs) All three of them 
raise their wands, but no one says anything. Quote, they were all gazing open mouthed, appalled at what was happening to the man's head. It was shrinking very fast, growing balder and balder, the black hair and stubble retracting into the skull, his cheeks smooth, his skull round and covered with peach-like fuzz. A baby's head now sat grotesquely on the top of the thick, muscled neck of the Death Eater as he struggled to get up again. But even as they watched their mouths open, the head began to swell to its previous proportions again. Thick black hair was sprouting from the... From the pate? What? What's that? <laughs> Sorry, I can't hide this. <laughs> pate and chin. It's time, said Hermione in an awestruck voice. Time. And I remember, like, reading that for the first time and just being so grossed out and so that uncomfortable. That whole scene is just, like, jarring? In, like, a... yeah. You were correct in what you. What is Pate? I didn't even notice that when I copied the quote. It just keeps bringing up pate. I'm not trying to look up pate. I know what a that is. A person's head. A per- it just says a person's head. All right, author. Wordy, wordy vocabulary. <laughs> Do you want to know what just flew out of my bag? <gasps> Big League Chew. A piece of that. (laughs) 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 Anyways, so this Mm -hmm. part is really disturbing to me personally. I don't know how everybody else took it their first time reading. Well, here's my question. And this has kind of nothing to do with the fact that his head's getting, uh, becoming like a baby and going back to normal or whatever, like getting. But um, how come he's like, he was hit by stupefy. Why isn't he still out? Yeah, I don't know. I wondered if it was just because of like the reaction to like whatever. Yeah, the bell jar. Yeah, maybe it like overrode whatever the jar is the mm. stupefy because he's clearly like disoriented. Yeah, but then I I kind of, I mean I guess I I'm gonna bring this up because he kind of comes back in my section a little bit. But like, do you think that his like thought processes and everything go back? and forth too i was wondering that too yes i think that's what's so so. disorienting yeah maybe like he can't yeah because i think that if i think if it had been like his normal brain function he would be able to get up sarah z says pate is the crown on top of her head hmm the Death Eater shook his head, apparently trying to clear his head to, like, get a Literally. thought. <laughs> and then before he could do anything else, shrank back to being a baby again. Ugh. Barf in all caps. Barf. It's just so, like, I just got a real chill. Disorienting. To see and I'm. But but does he get better? What? I think not does. What? He does, does he but better? I think that they. It's not. Oh, I that's think not? that that's. Isn't it? I didn't think that was with them. Uh, hold on, no, I Who remember us talking about this at some point. Do they not? Can somebody get look it up oh, while I'm talking? That, I didn't mean to do Maybe. that. Maybe because I. Well, because sure. Nat was injured, so because I feel like we um, talked about who this was at who, maybe in a Felix Files. I think in the Death Eaters Felix file. Did we? But they name well. They name everybody, or um, Lucius yeah. names everyone. So that's the guy that came in with. Yeah, I, Dullo, yeah, right? I think so. Oh, so it's not him. 
So Dalahav wasn't in that. Um, According to the lexicon, it says it's not. It's not certain which of the Death Eaters, but they was guessed. the one. Hmm. I thought that they guessed mm-hmm. somewhere because I thought that they said. I think that it is mentioned later, in maybe six or seven that like he does seem kind of like off later under well because this is what it says in the book um because this is lucius telling like the other death eaters like where to go it says leave not leave him i say the dark lord will not care for Nat's injuries as much as losing the prophecy says jugs and come back here we need to organize we'll split into pairs and search don't forget be gentle with Potter until we've got the prophecy. You can kill the others if necessary. Bellatrix or Dolphus, you can go take the left. Crab and Ribastan go right. Dal have the door straight ahead, which I think I think that's the door that The Wikia guesses in. it was Rabistan. That's the room. Got it. it um But Jugson and Dalahov were the ones that were in the room with him, right? Those are the ones because they were in the room straight ahead. Um because they're listening to them through the door. And then it says, McNair and Avery through here, Rookwood over there, Malsiber, come with me. So, like, if Jugson and Dalahov are already in the room, they just <gasps> want to be in the room where it happens, okay? I mean... I'm just trying to think, is it is it the ones that were already in the room or right. the new people coming in? I That's guess it's not clear, but the Wikia guesses that it was Ravistan. That's so. But that's only only if there's right. new people coming in. If it's the people already in the room, I my guess Jackson. is um Jackson. Interesting. I think um, it's record, record. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there It probably is Go ahead, sorry, what? Whatever, go on. Okay. Sorry. I mean, we just don't know much about right. That we don't, we don't know anyway. for sure. Correct. Um, so. so, do they ever? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do they ever? Is that name ever mentioned again? Um, so maybe they don't recover from I don't, this. I don't. I, but I don't think many of them. Like, really, do we hear about Rabistan after this? Not no, really. And no. Like Crab and Goyle don't even have first names. It says mm. Rabistan. Second Wizarding War. He participated in the Battle of the Department of Mysteries and he went with Crab to find 60A members, went to the time room where Harry, Hermione, and Neville were hiding. This is them guessing that he's the one whose head fell into the bell jar. Um, He presumably returned to Azkaban afterwards, though he was at large once again by late 1997. Presumably, he participated in other battles in the Second Wizarding War, including the Battle of Hogwarts, but it's unknown what happened to Ravistan after Voldemort's death. He was either killed or imprisoned again in Azkaban. So we don't really know. <sighs> All right. Cool. <laughs> Your author. Um, there Tell was a shout things. from a room nearby and then a crash and a scream. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Harry yells, Ron, Ginny, Luna, because they're all separated uh, still. So Hermione then yelled for Harry because there was the Death Eater had pulled his head from the jar and he still had a baby's head and was bawling loudly while his arms flailed. So that is the part that makes me think like his actual uh, intelligence is going back and forth, which has to be so disorienting. But he stays. Yeah, a, he I came agree. out at the wrong time. Right. Like he's a baby now. Yeah, he's a baby. Ugh. 
Um, so I was like, I was like, so he probably can't. Well, it makes me. He can't talk. Like, who's gonna sue? He that can't. Baby? Like, he doesn't understand. It's I don't right. Know. Right. So then Hermione irrationally says, "We can't hurt a baby." And in my opinion, that little moments of hers, it kind of seems a little out of character for me. But whatever. That's just like me kind of. I what? I don't know. Could you uh, do that? I mean, like, I know it's a Death Eater. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I would. So, not in the mind. I would hit it with right. another stupefy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm kill not, them, I, I, but, you know. Not, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think no, Harry, Harry never kill them. I don't think Harry would say about yeah. Kadabra. He doesn't to Voldemort, so but why would he do it to that But I just, I just feel that's like Voldemort, not a baby Hermione a telling body. him we can't hurt a baby. It's like, okay, we'll stupefy him. It's not like, I mean, it just seemed a little out of character. I think it's just like she's panicking. Why can't we Petrificus Totalis some people? Just do this. You know? Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. But like, what's the difference between stupefy? Does that just stun them for a second and that's why he's able to get up? Maybe Petrificus Totalis, you're like out. Maybe like well, but you're awake. Well, yeah, but, but you you're... can't move your body. Yeah, but I'm thinking like stupefy, you're just knocked out. <laughs> you like what if you quickly are one of the people that quickly comes to after you're stupefied? But stunned. also like, you know what I mean, like, but does stupefy knock you out or does it just literally it knocks throw you out you off for like it a knocks hot you out? I think. Second? Mama said, no. but also like, okay, yeah, like don't hurt a baby, but like it's not really a baby, True. so like I wouldn't feel bad. Well, we know you wouldn't feel bad, Slytherin. <laughs> I, <wouldn't> <laughs> I mean, like it, like that. Whoever that person is, like they were coming to kill me. I don't care if suddenly now their head looks like a baby. I'm stopping them. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. It's Bebe just true. Crying. <laughs> it's so funny to me. I just don't understand her being like baby head or not. Like literally, like done. that Death Eater was going to kill whoever they could. I literally don't care what you look like suddenly in this moment. You were out to kill me. Bye bye. I think I agree with Meg. I mean, if anything, you're like, holy moly, that's my oh, saving whoa. grace. It can't attack me right now. I'm going to take it down. Sorry. So I do think that you're correct that it could be. Um, Are we still on this? Right? No, no, no. Because I think I was wrong by saying the people in the room were Dalahov and Jugson. I think it was Ravistan. Is it Ravistan and, and um, Crab? Yeah, Crab. Crab or whomever. Because then the next two people that come in the room are Dalahov oh, okay. and Jugson. Because that's when, like, uh, that's when our Dalahov hits right. Hermione with the curse. Right. Um, okay. And his mask is off, and here he's like, I've seen your face in the paper. The pipes. The pipes. They'll be forgotten tomorrow. Um. So, yeah, I just, I disagree with Hermione here. I would have hurt the baby, I down. guess. March, March 18th, 2021. Hermione. Hermione. <laughs> Maggie disagrees with Hermione. Um. Harry doesn't argue with her, though, because he's just kind of like he's shaken and he's sure that they've given their location away because he was just yelling for Ranjani and Luna. Um, So he's just kind of thinking, like, we need to get out of this room. I'm sure that they're going to be coming. So they hurry to the door that stands ajar at the end of the room back into the black hallway. However, 
they're halfway there when Harry sees two Death Eaters in the black hallway running toward them. So instead, he veers left, bursts into a small, dark, cluttered office and slams the door behind them. And Hermione attempts to lock it again with Coloportis, um, which I think that we I think she used that earlier. Didn't yeah. she? Yeah. Yeah. OK, so. Yes. So good on I like, Harry picking that up. No, Hermione tried to do it. Oh, I'm sorry. He does yeah. it later. Hermione Spoiler. Tried to do it. So Hermione was like halfway through saying the spell when the door gets shoved open and they all get hit with impedimenta, which throws all of them back. And Neville goes like behind a desk, I think. Uh, Hermione like slams into a bookshelf and Harry goes right back into a stone wall and he like sees stars. Um, so then the Death Eaters are about to they start yelling, we've got him. And they're about to say where when Hermione quick on her feet silences them with silencio so that they cannot give their location out which is very very smart like that is quick thinking she's doing that under a ton of she just got hit in the head with a bunch of she heavy literally books. just got thrown back and is probably disoriented and immediately thought to silence them like that's star power to you hermione um hermione? star power, star power. Yeah. i don't know making up terms i do what i want uh, and then Harry, even though he was slammed back into a stone wall and could see stars, then casts Petrificus Totalis at the second Death Eater that comes in. And that was one of what? Them. I said, that's I mean, what I'm saying. Can we just immobilize right? all these people? Just one big immobilus? Boom. Big no. Immobilus. You did it to yeah. just think, Pixies. Think of the Cornish Pixies floating <laughs> in the air. <laughs> Freshly caught Cornish pixies. Um, So just as Hermione was saying well done to Harry, she gets hit with a spell. And it was a purple flame that passed right across her chest and she falls motionless to the floor. I remember reading this for the first time. Hardcore thought she died. I was convinced that Hermione. Yeah. Did you cry? Yes, I thought she really? was dead. Don't judge her. No, I'm just asking. I thought if that she was, was dead. Real. I was no, like no, no, no. so shook. I, I was like, no, she, shook no, it. she would not kill off one of the trio in book five. No, I was like flabbergasted by this. No, were you I was. <laughs> by it? Um, like I really thought it happened. I thought it happened, but. I'm sorry you thought that. Nobody else thought that she really died? Honestly, I can't remember. But I know that I didn't cry this, until the last book. So that's all This I chapter was like that. a whirlwind. Oh my god. Like yeah, I, There's so much. I I just remember the chaos of it. So now reading it piece by piece, I am reliving a nightmare of it. But like I'm actually <laughs> absorbing all the details. I do think that this was a moment where I may have thrown the book across the wall. Across the wall. Across the room because i thought she died and i i didn't pick it up no it was a different it was a different time no i did it twice oh okay i didn't know yeah i learned something new about you yeah no i did that twice i did it this time because i was like um no this didn't happen and i like had to not read for a couple minutes and then i went back to it and was like (laughs) uh so anyway we do not know the actual name of this curse on the wikia it is just called anton and dalahov's curse 
that joik. He's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of internet stories that have like her having issues I later on. Believe it, because this curse, this curse sounds real? terrifying. Um, it's not like the main thing, but it is. But this part curse of sounds it. really mm, scary because I think like... that like we learn a little bit more about it later. Um, so it's we don't know the incantation because he did it. Uh, what am I trying to say? Non verbally, yeah. It was he did it as a yeah. non verbal spell. Uh, the curse was cast using a sudden slashing movement with his wand. And again, like I said, yeah, it causes a streak of purple flame to strike the target. And this curse caused major injuries. And if performed with enough power, had the capacity to kill. The precise effects of this curse were unknown, but it was very dangerous and potentially lethal. Given that Hermione had no visible marks or bleeding from her injury in this curse with this curse, but exhibited soreness for some time afterwards, the curse might cause some some kind of painful internal injury. This curse appeared to lose power if cast non-verbally, even by a wizard as powerful as Anton and Dolohov, and Hermione was noted to have only survived because the incantation was not spoken. So this is a quote from the end of Order of the Phoenix. Um, it says she she winced slightly and put a hand to her ribs. The curse Dolohov had used on her, though less effective than it would have been had he been able to say the incantation aloud, had nevertheless caused, in Madame Pomfrey's words, quite enough damage to be going on with. Hermione was having to take 10 different types of potion every day. Oh, my God. Is yeah. this canon? This is from, is this from? Is from like, later in... Yeah, from like from the, the end, end of order. Yeah, later in the book. Um, yeah. so like this is really intense curse. Um, and Megan, rightfully so upset, she could have died. So really, I was right. <laughs> okay. No, but thank did God. She... But did you die? Yes, Marcus pointed out. He said. Oh man, there it is. To be cleared, it wasn't because it was a nonverbal spell. It was because he had been silenced. Oh my god, that just clicked. So she saved her own life. Yeah, that Hermione. makes sense. You be a witch. Oh my god. Oh. She saved her own life. That's awesome. Hey, I just literally didn't think of that. Connections being made. Um, go Hermione. Thinking ahead for your own sake. <laughs> so that's pretty amazing. Hermione? Hermione. Um, so Harry falls to his knees because he's just like he cannot believe that Hermione just fell motionless to the floor I think that that had to have been extra shocking for Harry because Hermione to him is like such a rock in all of this mm -hmm. she always knows what to do she mm -hmm. always has an idea and now all of a sudden she's Level helpless headed. on the ground mm -hmm. and he thinks that it's his he he thinks he's gonna blame himself because first of all Harry always blames himself and second like he really did bring them mm -hmm. all there um so Neville rapidly crawls over towards her from under the desk and Dolohov kicked Neville, basically broke his nose and his wand. But yay, Neville gets his own wand soon. So I guess that's good. Um, <laughs> but he's bleeding mm. now. And Harry recognized this death eater as Antahan, Antonin Dolohov. I said a bad word in the dock because I really hate this guy. And Harry points his wand at him mm -hmm. and Dolohov does the same. Um, because Harry remembers Ugh. 
he murdered the Pruitts, which are Molly Weasley's brothers. Dude, this so, guy is just the worst he's news. He's evil. He's the worst. Um, I didn't like him before. If you think about like the people that he... If you think about all the people that like he's touched in the sense of like cursed, killed, hurt, like it is major characters. Yeah. Like he's had he's had a track record with major characters. He yeah. is one of the baddiest of bad guys. Yeah. Yes. So like Dalahov grinned at Harry, didn't say a word. Again, this did not click. Thank you, Marcus. Um, didn't say a word because he was silenced by Hermione. Um, I also want to say a lot of times we have conversations about like, if, oh my God, this like just hit me. So this is kind of an interesting conversation, but we always have these conversations about like how, um, oh my God, I'm like, okay. Anyway, so at the end of, at the end of six, (laughs) we know that Harry was, Uh Harry was forced still by Dumbledore. And then because he died, the spell broke. Well, clearly we now. Oh, I was like, wait a minute. He what was is like, he forced to do? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yes, like, yes, yeah. yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. So, but now we yes. know. Okay. Clearly Hermione did not die because Dalahov is still silenced. Because otherwise mm-hmm. that would have broken. So anyway, that just clicked and it was like, oh, cool. Hmm. Anyway. Um, so Hermione's not dead because Dalahov still can't talk, guys. And I lost my spot in my notes. Okay. So Harry can basically read his mind. It's he's just saying, like, give me the prophecy. Or basically, I'm gonna do what to you what I just did to Hermione. And Harry then says, like you won't Mm -hmm. kill us all the moment I hand it over anyway, which is thousand percent true. Right. Um Yeah. And well, technically, well, he couldn't. True. <laughs> true. <laughs> Sucks to suck, Dalahov. Uh, but Hermione hey. is terror. Not Hermione. Oh my God, Harry is terrified for Hermione in this moment. And Hermione he is sleeping. Right. He's just in his mind. He keeps going over and over. Hey. Don't let her be dead. Don't let her be dead. It's my fault if she's dead. And then Neville, through his swollen, broken, bloody nose, says. Do not give it to him no matter what, Harry. Do not give him that prophecy. Um, then mm. he's so it is brave, like genuinely, he's coming he into brave? himself right here. Yes. Don't give it to him. This is a this is a freaking yeah. lion. No, not like that. He was a, not a lion. <laughs> he was a symbol when he woke up that morning. Tonight he's a Mufasa. <laughs> Jess says that I should say it with my nose plug. So I'm gonna- <laughs> Neville says, Do it. Hold yeah, on, I want to know the actual good idea. line. Oh, well. Don't give it to him, Harry. No matter what. <laughs> Don't give it. Don't give it Don't to him, Don't Harry. give it to him. What? <laughs> um, okay. So there, this is a little saving grace for Harry and the gang. There is a crash, and baby death dude comes flailing in. And Harry seizes this chance Ugh. and casts Petrificus Totali- Totalis at Dalahov. And thank God it hits him. Um, he topples over and Harry goes straight to Hermione and starts trying to shake her to wake up. I have a bit of a question that might seem 
extreme Go for in it. nature. I just think of Lupin in Seven. It's not the time to stun. Yeah. It is the time to kill. What kind of things would be different had... I'm not telling children to kill No, but this... this I mean, this but is different. If they were to be acting that yeah. way... You know what I mean? Remus wouldn't have died. <laughs> we can't talk about that. But also, like, I just don't think that that is a thing that Harry was ever going to be comfortable doing. If he didn't do it in the Great Hall or the Battle of Hogwarts... And at their Hogwarts, age, like, he do you really think that they could have at this moment in time, wonder... like, as... If they yeah. meant it, yeah. If they meant it, yeah. But I, I don't think any of them wanted right. to kill anybody which is why they did my question though i have two things to say do you have to mean the killing curse i think so yes behind it like i know you for the cruciatus curse um but i also think that like i wonder if she had him say that line the author say that line because she knew about this moment that's awful moment where he not time to stun it's time to kill and he's the one that says it. And then because Harry's stunned and didn't kill, he's now dead. That's nasty mean I'm, I don't know. She, she's <laughs> the type of author that like pulls things from like way back beyond and they're coming out in the next book. You know what beyond. I mean? Yeah. Maybe. I wouldn't put it past Yeah, it. that's interesting. I'm... But honestly, think about how many people could have been taken out had... Avada been used or something. I can't. I at this uh, extreme enough to be debilitating. But if you, but even if you think about this, this is how I think it wouldn't work. I do personally headcanon think that you have to mean the unforgivable force. <laughs> curses. We're not taking classes. Uh, curses in order for them to work. Even after Sirius had been killed by Bellatrix. He did cast Crucio on her, but it didn't hold very long. I think he's just pure, too pure of heart. Harry? Yes. Harry? <laughs> I mean, he uses it again later on. I think at that moment in time, I hate that we keep saying this because I just keep thinking. It's coming. Moment um, I think his emotions were all too all yeah. over the place. I think he was too emotional at that point in time. That's fair. Now, if it was like even an hour later, I think he would have been able to do it. Well, yeah, because he's smashing things in Dumbledore's office later. Yeah. I don't know. Thoughts to think. Sorry to talk about murder. No, but I mean, like, it's also <laughs> like an important conversation, though, because I don't I I personally just don't know if at this age and this moment in time any of the DA could have successfully actually killed a Death Eater right now. I just don't know. I mean, I think that they could have seriously injured them. Well, in them. that kind of a way. Yeah. Well, I wonder, too, like, you know, with, with later on with um, Lupin saying, like, it's not a time to stun, like, like yeah. you're fighting for your lives. I think some people, when they get into situations like this, where, like, they, I mean, it is life or death, but they, like, they're like, well, I, I don't want to have, I don't, I'm not capable of doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and thinking like, well, I, I can't stoop to their level. 
But at the same time, like when you're in a war, it's it's literally life or death. Mm -hmm. Like you're unfortunately going to have to do things that normally you wouldn't right do, i mean but, like look at well, the end or, of seven you know I mean? like we see so many of the people who we would totally think are pure of heart killing i mean mcgonagall molly um they do it because they have to other people <laughs> you just do what you have they to have do. to yeah. like they I want mean, to and, kill somebody and, and, it's like it's defense or correct. protecting someone you love you know right? yeah mm-hmm. And also, just because you know in your head that someone probably deserves a certain outcome, there's a difference between thinking that they probably deserve that and actually carrying that out yourself. Definitely. You know what I mean? Because people do pretty despicable things that you think, yeah, they would deserve that. But does that mean that you have the right to to do that to them? No. Probably not. Muddy, muddy waters, friends. All right. Let's keep walking. Getting deeper. <laughs> so uh, Harry's trying to shake Hermione awake. And Neville's like, what? You know, no. through his. Do oh, it. I don't have the quote written down. Oh, wait. It's no, it's right me. there. What did he do to her? <laughs> um, his, his poor nose is just streaming blood. It's swelling now. Um. Knock on wood. I've never had a broken nose, but have you ever just been hitting the nose and your eyes water? Like I can't imagine the feeling of a broken nose. It has to be almost incapacitating. And here's this kid still trying to just push through. Um, I just like think about how bad it hurts if you like hit your nose in the wrong way. Yes, it's horrible. Like the watering of your eyes and mm-hmm. ugh. Yeah. I've never broken my nose. Literally, Katie just said all of that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. She's just agreeing with me. <laughs> just cut me out. Word for word, like what Katie said, you then said. I'm sorry. I love you, man. I love you, so Katie. Much I love you too, Tiffany. I love you all. Sarah, I love you too. I know you didn't say it, but I'm going to say it to you because I do. um so hermione er, hermione no she's unconscious neville checks for her pulse hermione's dead he's she's not dead he checks for a pulse and (laughs) says no i definitely feel a pulse and harry describes feeling such a sense of relief he actually feels lightheaded for a moment yes sarah good for him to know to check a pulse because not everyone like i feel a lot of times when reading like books that are like fantasy type ones where they're like it's it's even like not in like modern day-ish times and they're like oh my god he's dead it's like check for a pulse like everybody has a pulse if you got a heart you got a pulse yeah right so i appreciate neville i appreciate you right like he got thrown across the room too and he's all disoriented and he still remembered to do that which is really cool but like i i wonder do muggle or uh do wizards learn to do that or is that just something like he picked up did he did he pick it up at the um milady's oh injuries maybe from visiting so much <laughs> milady's and medus i mean he's been there yeah. you know what milady's I mean? and my lords milady's and my lords so harry's listening for any sounds of footsteps um he can still only hear 
the whimpers and blunderings of the baby Death Eater, which that just sounds so weird. Baby I know what it means, dude. but a baby, baby death, death dude. <laughs> yeah. TM. TM. In the <laughs> next room. Um, so Harry tries, as he always does with any of his friends, to get his friends to safety so he can finish up the job himself just because he doesn't want anyone to get hurt on his account. So he tells Neville, like, look, the exit isn't far. If you can just get to that circular room, find the right door. I bet you can get Hermione into the lift with you. Um, then you can go find someone, you know, bring some help. And Neville's like, well, what are you going to do? And Harry's like, well, I'm going to find the others. And Neville very firmly tells him, I'm going with you. I'll just carry Hermione. We'll take her with us. So this kid, I feel like, I mean, he's been growing a lot this year. But like this moment really shows it. Like there's no more hesitant Neville. He's, he's in like it to really win it. Stepping into his own. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he starts to pick up Hermione and he's glaring at Harry until he gives in and is like, fine, you can come with me. So go Neville, stand that ground. Props to you. Um, and Harry I have a, I want to know what you guys think about this. So Harry gives Neville Hermione's wand. Obviously, she's not gonna use it right now, and his got broken. Um, and he kicks the fragment mm-hmm. of his broken wand aside and he's like oh grand's gonna kill me that was my Mm -hmm. dad's old wand which we know i don't know if it's a situation Mm -hmm. or what it's just very strange to me that he wouldn't have tried to keep that i think because he's thinking like practically like there's not any time for me to like pick this wand up like yeah you just need to go um and like maybe he's thinking like he also has other sentimental things from his father but also maybe he's thinking that like this this isn't even his wand anyways and it's almost holding him back like maybe he doesn't have the greatest of memories with it using it probably because it's not his own wand i like that look at you looking all (laughs) puppy and proud it's the raven claw in me yeah it's the lion in him that's doing this did you know that he's very brave he lives in he's like the brave little toaster (gasps) i love the brave Brave little little lion meow we don't meow so if i don't care how big a cat is they still play in boxes they meow (laughs) (laughs) so uh harry peeks out the door the baby-headed death eater is screaming, running into things, crying and confused, toppling over grandfather clocks, overturning desks. He's causing a lot of chaos. I guess as, like, a baby would do if it had an adult body. (laughs) It kind of makes sense. (laughs) The glass cabinet from before is still falling and shattering and repairing itself. Falling, shattering, repairing itself. Um, and this is when Harry, it comes to light that Harry thinks that this is full of time turners. I guess because it's trapped in like this never ending time warp that like they can't repair them because this is when they all get destroyed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder like, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in Felix files, but like, I wonder what time is happening. What's happening to time in this room? We're like, that's in that bell jar. It's even happening with this. You know, just this cabinet that's holding things that have to do with time. Yeah. It's just strange. Um, Harry decides that the baby Death Eater is not going to notice them. He's a little too upset throwing his tantrum. So they creep along the hallway. It seems totally empty. 
But just then, the time room door... Or no, I'm sorry. The time room door swings shut behind them. Um, and Harry's starting to feel that blow to his head. Like, he's starting to feel unsteady. He's swaying a little bit. Maybe because, like, all of that chaos happened, the adrenaline... I'm sure there's still adrenaline pumping through him, but because it's quiet now, he's not, like, immediately trying to save his or someone else's life. So maybe that's why he can now feel this kicking in. Um... The crosses that Hermione had drawn on the doors are faded. And you guys, I was going to ask, do you think that's because they just faded or because she's knocked out? But you, you just proved that. I, I think, think they just, just faded. They wore off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so before they can decide what door to try, a door opens, Ron, Ginny, and Luna fall out of it. And you can like feel Harry's relief in this moment that they're not dead. They're not okay, but he doesn't know that. He just knows that they're not dead. <laughs> Um, things oh, turn strange Ron. pretty fast. So Ron is giggling weakly. He's like gripping onto Harry's robes. His eyes are unfocused. He mm -hmm. tells Harry he looks funny and he's all messed up and he's laughing. Um, and Harry notices that he's very white and there's something very dark trickling out of the corner of his mouth, which later we find out is blood. That part gives me the total creeps. Uh, blood, blood. blood. <laughs> <laughs> I <vaunt>. Not funny. <laughs> that kid's probably, kid's probably a grown mind. adult now. He probably has a job. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Ron's knees give out. He's still clutching Harry's rope. So Harry's like bent double, and he's asked Jenny. He's like, "What happened?" And he sounds scared and Ginny can't answer. She's sitting down against the wall, panting and holding her ankle. And Luna says, I think her ankle broke. I heard something crack. Oh, I know. And she fills Thanks. Harry in that the that four of the baddies had chased them into a dark room full of planets. It was an odd place. And some of the time they were just floating in the dark, which terrifies me, honestly. Yeah, that's we, really... Like, yeah. how long is some time? Was it pitch dark? This is what we know. Like a black hole? Ugh. Like, we know now that this is the space chamber or whatever, or planet room, whatever you want to call it. But, like, what? Mm -hmm. Were you, you floating among stars? It was just pitch black? I don't like that at all. Maybe it was I don't like that. a black hole. And I oh, love like space, space but, like, mm -hmm. I hate that darkness... I do. Do you? Love do you space. really love space? But I hate that darkness that presses into your eyes. Same. I don't like that. Ugh. I don't yeah. like that. Okay. I know what you mean. <laughs> like when there's no light. Yeah, it's like yeah. almost makes you claustrophobic. Yeah. Um, so we don't know much at all mm. about this space chamber. Like I've tried to even look up like a quick blurb about it, and it's literally <laughs> just what Luna says. But do you think Here's my question. Do you think when they're working in there that they play space jams <laughs> so they're having a fun time? Everybody get up. Now. Time to jams. slam now. We got a real <laughs> jam going out. Welcome to the space jam. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the space all right, jam. All right, all right, all right. All right. They've got the first ever made pairs of Air Jordans in there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we don't know much about this, but we will be speculating about it on an upcoming Helix Files. So patrons, stay tuned. 
Yes. I'm sure there will be many more Space Jam references <laughs> in that Felix Files. Heck yeah. All right. We're talking my section now. And Tiffany gave me the part I shouldn't have because I too am a child. <laughs> I just like to do these things. So they're talking about... <laughs> They're talking about the space room and Ron being a teenage boy comments about how they saw Uranus up close. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and he was giggling. And I learned recently that it's pronounced Uranus. Is that even any better? You know? I mean, Uranus. I, I still giggle. I, I still giggle that it's he, he saw Uranus up close. <laughs> So he's like giggling like in an odd way. Um that's just not normal for Ron. And there's like blood Ugh. coming out of his mouth to the point where like he ends up like almost blowing up oh. blood bubble and it like burst. Oh. So Luna's kind of telling Harry like there had been a Death Eater like in the room with them that had grabbed Ginny's foot. Um, and I'm assuming that is like when she broke her ankle. She's trying to get away. Luna shot a spell that blew up. Um, like reducto that blew up Pluto in the guy's face. Um, and she's like, not sure what they hit Ron with, but he's been like acting funny since he's been hit with the spell. Um, and I tried to like look on the internet about what that spell was. And the internet was like, it was reducto. And I was like, no, it wasn't. That was a spell that she shot at the planet. Do you Megan. think that this is the reason that they got rid of Pluto as one of the planets? <laughs> Um, no, because this happened. But maybe it just took that long to get to the non-magic world. But like real Pluto didn't blow up. They just decided to call it a dwarf planet. But what if this solar system in the space chamber is an actual small magical representation? Was a little speck. So they're like, oh, it shrunk. We have to make it now a dwarf planet. No, it blew up. And then they... Pluto so small, I didn't even notice it was gone in real, real time. like Alderaan. You know? That's it. That's the tweet. R.I.P. Pluto. Pour one out. <laughs> yeah. So. Sips for Pluto. Sips for Pluto. <laughs> so Jenny is sitting on the floor in pain because she has a broken ankle. And Ron is like giggling and hanging off Harry. And he tells Harry, he's like talking, he's like, that girl. And he's talking about Luna like that girl you're talking to like that's loony love good and he's like still giggling um and harry's like we need to get out of here and so he tells luna like hey you help me get like help Ginny get where we're going like help her because she can't walk and like i'll get ron and so luna goes to like help Ginny, but Ginny's like it's only my ankle like i'll be fine i don't need any help but then she like goes to stand up and obviously she can't stand stand on her broken ankle so she like immediately almost like grabs onto luna's for support but i'm like Girl, you're allowed to ask for help sometimes. You know, you have a broken ankle. Any hoosies. Um, so they, um, it's pointed out, like Harry points out that he like grabs Ron and he's holding him like how he was grabbing or grabbed Dudley at the beginning of the book when the Dementors attacked, um, which I was like, hmm, interesting callback. Death Eaters, Dementors. <laughs> <laughs> so they were close to another door when a different door burst open 
And some of the deaf leaders, like they ran into the space. There's like five of them with um, Bellatrix in the lead. Mm. And there's stunning spells that were shot across the space. Harry bursts through the door that's in front of him. He kind of throws Ron inside. He goes to help Neville with Hermione. So they all get in the room. They get the door shut before Bellatrix could even get to them. And he uses the Coloportis spell on the door. So it's, you know, sealed. But they can hear like the bodies like slamming into the door. Um, and then you, they hear like a man on the other side of the door say like, oh, it doesn't really matter. Like that they we can't get in. Like we've got them almost kind of being like, we've got them surrounded. There's way more ways to get into that room. Like, don't worry about it. So then Harry kind of takes a step back and sees that they're back in the brain room. And indeed, there are doors all around the walls. So as the only ones that can functionally do things, being Harry, Luna, and Neville, um, they he's like, okay, look, let's go. We have to seal all the doors as fast as possible. So you, they could hear people like running outside the doors. Um, and then like every now and then they were bodies. Like they could hear people slamming into the doors that they've just um, had sealed. And then it like turns like Taluna is about to get a door like in front of her sealed, but the door, like she can't even get all the words out. And the door flies open. Luna goes flying and a bunch of death theaters start running into the room. So Luna like hits a desk um, and like lands on the floor near Hermione where like they're both like now unconscious on the floor. Um, So Bellatrix yells to get Potter. He kind of starts running away and he figures like he's safe ish as long as they think that they might hit the prophecy. Um, So he's kind of like banking on that. And um, but he sees like Ron starts to get to his feet. And again, as we've said, like he's been acting goofy so he gets up and he sees that the the brains and he's telling Harry like, Hey, hey, dude, there's brains over there. There's brains in there. And Harry's like, dude, shut up and sit down. Like you need to get down. But Ron already had his wand pointed at the brains and he accios the brains right oh, to him. Oh God. So, um, just reading from the book for a brief section, it says the scene seemed momentarily frozen Harry, Ginny, and Neville, and each of the Death Eaters turned in spite of themselves to watch the top of the tank as a brain burst from the green liquid like a leaping fish. For a moment, it seemed suspended in midair, then it soared toward Ron, spinning as it came, and what looked like ribbon of moving images flew from it, unraveling the roll, unraveling like rolls of film. Then, like, Ron's, like, laughing, and he's, like, telling Harry to, like, look at it, and he's, like, you should come. I'm sorry, What? <laughs> look at it <laughs> and so he tells him to like come and touch it and he goes dude like it's probably gonna be really weird oh um, my god you sound like the frat aliens from <laughs> aqua teen hunger force dude this is like totally a brain <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah we're gonna see what happens when ron touches the brain it's not gonna be touch the brain. <laughs> Makes me think of um, zombies. If I'm being honest, I let the bodies hit the door. Let the bodies hit the door. <laughs> let the bodies hit the door. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Oh man. Oh. What a fun this part, like, thanks for joining us. Next episode, 
Bring tissues. We're gonna have lots of issues. I can't believe. Okay, so this like also blows my mind. How like we're now two thirds of the way into this chapter, and the order hasn't even Mm -hmm. arrived. Right? Nope. I'm telling you. When I was reading this chapter, I was like, "Buddy, it's insane." That's long. All right, lightning bolt round. So the first question comes from Kendra. If you could pick one thing in the last week to use a time turner for, what would it be? Mm. (laughs) I would use a time turner to go forward from my symptoms after the second COVID vaccine. (laughs) Right. Hmm. I don't know. I've had a very eventful last. She can't pick. (laughs) I've had a very eventful last week and a half. So, I I don't know. I maybe fast forward my drives to get to Lady Supreme. That's a good thing to use it for. I would finish watching the movie that I started watching before I fell asleep because I didn't feel good. The Sound of Music. She'd never seen it. Ah, are the hills <gasps> are alive? Don't female a deer, deer, a female deer. Ray, my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> the me, a name I call myself. Far, a long, long way to run. So. Stop. She won't stop. <laughs> La, a, but no I know to, to follow, follow so. Tea. I drink with German Tea. bread. I drink with German bread. And it brings us back to do, 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 do. Sarah. Do you have an answer or no? Okay. Do you want to skip it? Um, I think I'm just gonna take a back seat. <laughs> no, I was gonna say probably to go back in time and not buy the jeans I bought today because they don't fit me. So, do you need to try them on? Most no, of the changing rooms are closed. So. Yeah. Uh-oh. No, oh, they were really? open. Um, but I, I didn't feel. I don't feel like. I didn't feel like trying them on. If I could turn I bought some dresses that all That's always well, good. So. And really, I don't need more jeans. So. I don't know if I own jeans that fit me at this moment. I hate jeans. <laughs> Same. I am in jeans majority of my life. Majority. 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 I bought some dresses for spring and this summer. This is not the end of the episode. Go to the All next right. lightning bolt round question. We'll hear about your shopping <laughs> The next spree. question comes from Carolyn. Um, the events in the Department of Mysteries seem to truly demonstrate to Harry that as a leader, even an unwilling one, and somebody people look to, he has a tremendous impact on their lives and his decisions have consequences with far reach. How do you think this shaped him going mm. forward in the war? This is... I think it completely. I think it wrecked yeah. his heart. Yeah, but I, I, mean, I don't. I, I don't think that was cemented here. I no. think that was cemented with Cedric, and you see that in Cursed Child. But yeah. Harry just is that type of personality where, like, because at the end of the day, this is between, and you see it in the battle. It's between Voldemort and yeah. Harry. That's mm-hmm. it. So Harry's going to take on no matter what anybody says. Mm-hmm. He's going to take every single death on himself because he thinks like it should have just been like us two, but like all of these other people. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, and he doesn't want another repeat of Cedric. However, um, if you think about when Harry and Hermione are coming out of the forest and, you know, Ginny and Neville and Luna and um, Ron come out, you know, he doesn't want them to go with him. He doesn't want mm -hmm. to repeat that. Cedric didn't need to die, right? He was just right. simply there. And he didn't want that for the others, but he was in such a hurry and they're stubborn as all get out. There was no way that they weren't going to go with him. So even though he knows that he probably did his best to deter them from going with him, there was no way he, they could have stopped him. It's still going to be in his mind, his fault, mm -hmm. even though that was free will. That was their choice. To yeah, I do think that I definitely agree that like the start of it is Cedric in terms of like his leadership. Mm -hmm. I think that f what five does really well, though is it just um it just really like pushes that narrative even more in terms of like him leading Dumbledore's army and him coming into his own like outside really even anything fully pertaining to Voldemort I mean like I know in the back of his mind a lot of Dumbledore's army was we're preparing for a war but it also was because they really had no teacher mm -hmm. this year to teach them Very anything right so like I yeah. think that it's kind of nice to see him take on that leadership role outside of something that is solely to do with Voldemort. Um, but then the events in the Department of Mysteries, I think, more so solidify the fact that Harry works better with a team. And yes, he's the leader, but I think that by the end, by the end of this book, I'm not going to say that he accepts the fact that he needs a team around him because he definitely doesn't I mean he even pushes this all the way to seven when he tries to like leave without Ron and Hermione to go camping but like <laughs> I mean really that's what it is <laughs> solo s'mores <laughs> but I think that like this definitely has to stick in his mind as like I don't think I could have done that without everybody there like this would not have panned out the way that it did if he didn't have a team. And it's hard for him to realize that. And it's going to take a long time mm. to come to terms with something like that. And it's honestly something I'm not sure Harry ever does come to terms with. But it's just a fact that like this would not have gone this way if it wasn't a team. Well, I think that he eventually learns that there's a point where, you know, and Dumbledore even recognizes it that he needs mm -hmm. Ron and Hermione with him. And um, so that team, there comes a point where he can't have that team anymore. And I think that that, that point is after he sees Snape's memories and he knows this is now me, right? There's a point in time when it's no longer a team right? sport, right? This is an individual sport and he has to do it himself. And that's not until... You know, he even he actively thinks in Seven as he's walking to go and find um, Voldemort. He's thinking that, you know, I can't take my cloak off and 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 let and say goodbye. I can't do it. And the only person he lets see him going on the way out is Neville. And that's only because he knows and he's he's, you know, doing what Dumbledore intended. There's always three magical. Well, in on that was a terrible bell that's on, the, I was on the plan. Say, like. He, I don't think, has realized yet that, like, like the Deathly Hallows and like the trio, mm -hmm. they're stronger together. Mm -hmm. But yes, like, I think for Harry, 
he went as far as he could with him and his trio and then he had to use the deathly hallows so it was like going from this three Mm -hmm. to another three Mm -hmm. things where like you're just they're just stronger together where like Mm -hmm. each ron hermione and harry all have their strength and they all have their weaknesses i mean they're pretty undefeatable is that a word undefeatable undefeated whatever when they're together just like i mean the hollows i know what you mean all have their strengths and weaknesses even though like i don't really agree with the one being like undefeatable because like what do they say Mm -hmm. like unbeatable but like if that was true like it wouldn't yeah for real yeah 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 but that's really just katie do you want to add anything you were silent you guys said everything (laughs) you guys said everything I know. The typical I Katie answer. I seven. Agree. Did everybody get their bingo? Seven, seven, seven. I'm having weird deja vu. Oh. <laughs> no, like freaky deja vu. Ooh, did you live this moment before? Maybe. Interesting. Did it get better? <laughs> um currently no. <laughs> the, okay, next one, question Meg. comes from Kayla Durest. Sorry if I didn't say that right. This is fun and goes back to the earlier discussion of the podcast. What Taylor Swift song most fits your favorite Harry Potter character? This is like potentially a really loaded question. Harry Potter. Reputation. Reputation. Yeah, that's good. Reputation. Reputation. That's a really, really hard question. Picture to burn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Um, Oh, gosh. I don't. I don't know. I like kind of want to really think about this. Yeah, I want to give that a real answer. Maybe like. Why don't you do your own little Felix file? (gasps) Sit by yourself. Talk to yourself. So cool. (laughs) You could say like certain people dying. Sad, beautiful, tragic. I really like that song. Or like, I mean, so do I. Or like, um, soon oh, you'll get better. No. Alice and Frank. Uh, uh. Yeah. I can't listen to that song. I skip it. Yeah, we skip it because it's sad. Oh, I usually listen to it because <laughs> I love that it's sad. And I also like, you know, want to cry my little my little eyeballs out. Give me another question. All if right. you're going to do a Felix Files on this. That's a... I think you probably should. So you can do it all. Out um, okay, there's a lot. Sorry, guys. I'm going through these. Let's see. Caitlin asks, did the Department of Mysteries look in the movie how you expected it would when you were first reading it? The door did. The That's Hall it. of Prophecies <laughs> did for me. I don't me. think so, but I also The Hall of Prophecies was yeah. fine. Um was there much of anything else the archway whatever the archway did a good i it think that fine. they did a good job with the with the death chamber and with the hall of prophecies but like they didn't show us anything else but that so there's just yeah there's just so much that's missing so it's like i yeah. can't really you know i haven't seen the movie in a very very long time to the fact that like i don't remember what happens in the movie um, well, so i don't remember and that's the thing like people are like nobody's gonna watch a blah 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 movie yeah it's they like, would if you give me a tv show if you give me a movie i would certainly watch the whole thing i don't know if i necessarily need this story someday i do not right now i'd like yeah. a different story anyways that's a whole different um animal. okay next question 
comes from Kayla Durest. Again, this is another good one. If you had to kill off one member of Dumbledore's army during the Battle of the Department of Mysteries, Jeez. whom would it be? No one. Who asked this? Wait, no. what was the question? Kayla Who asked this? Hold on. Durest. <laughs> Kayla, are you okay? I mean, technically serious. <laughs> does oh Dumbledore's oh, army? Oh shoot, DA. I didn't even read that of right. The DA. <gasps> if Wait, you had to kill off one again. member of Dumbledore's um, army during the Battle of the Department of Mysteries, whom would it be? Why would I have to kill them? I'm on their <laughs> side. No, like if you were writing this and in your mind you were like, is it bad that I can go answer this? Like, lickety split. You're gonna say Luna. Yeah, I'm gonna say Luna. Yeah, Sorry. probably Luna. You add a lot, but at the end, we need we need the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm no, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I you, think Luna. Are you going to take, mm. take out Jenny so they don't name those characters' names? <laughs> Harry? Okay, we're done. <laughs> Happy Happy Lord Lord. Day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, uh, if I had to, I wouldn't. <laughs> The answer if the I'm question. there, I'm gonna just maybe off myself. <laughs> oh my god, you're not in the DA. I would be. Mm, mm, mm. You'd be the death eater. No, the only person that wouldn't be allowed in is Megan because she's a Slytherin. And they oh people in. my! They did, but they that's had because there. I wasn't that's there. That's what I'm saying. They had Slughorn. They had Slughorn. Answer the question. I don't need to answer the question. <gasps> Sarah, I don't kill people. Katie, go to Katie then. I don't want to answer it, but if I have to pick someone, I guess, because of what Luna. you guys said, it'd be Luna, which really sucks because See? I love Luna. I know. Nobody wants to pick. Oh, sorry. I was in it. I did not mean to do the bell. Pick. Are you talking to me? No. Oh, I was like, I did say Luna. I'm talking I'm to looking at Saza. Ginny. I'm okay with that. Jenny. <laughs> Move on. Poor Jenny. <laughs> Megan. Jenny. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do two more questions. And we're going to be done. Next one is from Ethan. What spell would you use most to escape the Death Eaters? What would be your go-to spell? Avada. I'm just shooting lights. <laughs> If I knew Sectum Sempra was a spell, I would use that. Ooh. Dang. So, okay, but then, see, you <laughs> jaw dropped at my Avada, but Sectum Sempra is basically just let people read out. That's worse. <laughs> that is, that's Avada Kedavra is instant. It's instant. Yours You're is dead. like dragging it out. Well, painful. they're evil. Look There's at- a reason a Slytherin was the one that invented that's that fine. spell. That's why I picked it. They deserve it. Look at her face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> no shame. She's laughing. You guys go so hard. You guys are so similar. Like you said, Ginny, just to spite everybody else. Yeah. And we all know it. And then you're like, yeah, I would. And then you dip out of your camera. Like, you're like I would conjure all the food from the ministry cafeteria. Here and we, we would go. all have a powwow. And everyone would be cool because everyone's cool when they're sharing food. Katie. Maybe you just yeah. need Snickers. <laughs> No. Exactly. Everyone in there no. is just hangry. They just need some food. 
They need I don't stickers. think food so cures racism. Max. Was there a Hufflepuff in that party? <laughs> no. If there was, things would have been solved with food. Oh, my God. Marcus, I think you're lying. When did we talk about Disney? When don't we talk? Mean, when did we talk about Disney? When did we talk about Disney? At the beginning of the podcast. Did we? <laughs> yes. What did we say? You're talking about Universal. You're talking about Disney. Disney was talked about. Mm, okay. I don't remember talking Whatever, about Marcus. Disney. Bingo. Who got it? Marcus. Hufflepuff's a liar. Wait, th- wait. We were talking about Space Jam. You thought Space, Space Jam, Jam was Disney? is not. That's not Disney. Disney. I swear we talked about Disney at the beginning of the podcast. I mean, it's recorded. We could go back. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. I'm sure we probably did. Who wait, said who it? said? Who somebody said, said bingo before oh, no. Marcus did. Who was that? All right, let's let's a- answer one more question and then we'll Anyways. we'll discuss bingo. Go for it. Um, last question comes from Katie Kayaktel. Sorry, probably totally butchered that. Would you use the killing curse or try to avoid it at all costs in battle? I would avoid it. Say would, what? Would you use Avada Kedavra or would you try to avoid it in battle? As a at, child? Like, if you were in... If it- do yes. you mean this battle? I mean, or do you mean uh, the other? I like, think this battle. Other battles. This one, I probably would try to avoid it. Yeah, if I'm in the castle, though, you're going to die. Green light on war night. Whoa! I don't know. What'd you say? Mm-hmm. Said green. I think I would probably night? use it. I mean, I'd have. No, to. I mean, like I now like... at the Department of Mysteries, I would. I just said well, the yeah, apartment of mysteries. <laughs> the apartment of like mysteries. Like it would not be my first. Did you pay your rent this month? It would not be my. Uh... Go ask your super. Maybe they can fix. You this. never know which apartment you're gonna There's go a into. Lot of broken glass and that halls of balls oh and walls God. of prophecies. See, we did talk about Disney. Mm. At the what beginning. did we talk about? Okay, Marcus, we'll let Disney, it go. You talked about how Disneyland has reopened. But who would oh, somebody submit yeah, Sarah beforehand? Z. Sarah Z. So I don't know. So what oh, house Ravenclaw. is Ravenclaw. Gosh dang it, you stinking cacaws. Boo. Sarah, oh I appreciate you. Sure you do. All right. So that is all is of the it? questions. There were so many. Thank you guys for sending in good ones. There were a lot to choose from. And I appreciate it. So that means we got a bingo. Ravenclaw, correct? Yes, mm-hmm. that's what it was decided. Mm-hmm. And so that he, means yeah. that the winner of the House Cup is who oh, crushed the competition. Slytherin. What? They cheated. What the heck, Gryffindor? What are y'all doing? <laughs> this we know that this. No, we cheat. did not. We did not cheat. Where's Dumbledore? Come in with <laughs> a million points cheat. for Gryffindor. Somebody do it. We didn't cheat. Slytherin won with four hundred and fifty points. <sighs> Megan says they don't cheat with their right. I can see it right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure you can, Kate. Tell us all her secrets. Sneaky secrets. <laughs> no, we didn't cheat. I swear. Look at that yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> nice try. 
with the uh, lions. It's not happening. Yes. Gryffindor. Slytherin is in first with 13 cups. That's unlucky. Maybe, maybe it's <laughs> But I'm just saying, Ravenclaw won like three weeks in a row, so... <gasps> 13 is Taylor Whatever. Swift's favorite number. Mm. All right, Katie, give me that fan story. Fan story. story this one comes from May 2019. Nice. Christian Sanchez. So he sent it in with the subject line, this Potter story will save you 50% or more, which I thought was really funny. so this may be this may just be the best potter story you'll read so far not because it's any good but because it'll save you money on tissues because mine will definitely not make you cry (laughs) (laughs) so you're welcome so grab your popcorn hang on to your broomsticks tight and levy oh sa away I remember okay. watching the first movie when I was a child. Loved it for sure. It opened a new world of magic that seemed like it would be fun to live in. I wanted to watch the rest, but I grew up in a very religious home where I wasn't allowed to watch any of them until I was older. Because Harry Potter stories are based on, quote, actual events. And those spells are absolutely, quote, real and a quote of the devil. I could have read the books, but I was never much of a fi- of a fiction novel reader. Don't get me wrong, I love reading, but only things that would benefit me in the future, like stories about U.S. history and the upgr- upbringing of certain historical figures, good or bad, and what caused them to do what they did. Or cult classics like Everybody Poops. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I did watch the movies before I read the books. Well, audiobooks. All eight of them with my wife, and I fell in love. We went to Universal Studios Hollywood and seeing Hogsmeade and Hogwarts and getting my wand. I got old Voldy's wand. Everyone hated me. (laughs) Made me love it more. (laughs) It wasn't until a few years later that my Potterhead friends told me I was missing out by not reading the books. I told them I wasn't about to sit and stare at a dead tree and veg out wasting my time (laughs) when I I could do something more useful. Like reading articles on Facebook and getting into heated debates with racist old friends who say things like, yeah, Mexicans are terrible people, but not you. You're special. (sighs) You know, I think we've all gotten into one of those arguments on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, Facebook. Sometimes it's hard, but sometimes you just got to like. Sometimes I can't scroll and it, you know, I don't know what that says. I've literally but... had to just put limits on myself of yeah. what I do on Facebook. Yeah. So, yeah. It, you know, it's a cesspool. Yeah. <laughs> One of my good friends told me that since she's dyslexic, she needed to do audiobooks, so she lent me Sorcerer's Stone. After hearing Jim Dale's inspiring way he makes Hermione say, Harry made me fall even more in love after that i wanted to know more about these fantastic books and where to find them luckily my friend had all seven but i sped through the first and didn't see her for a while so i started looking online for the rest i know audible had them but i looked for a podcast where someone might read it for free thus finding you lovely ladies for a while i listened to the books chapter by chapter as you guys broke them down but i ended up getting ahead of myself and i'm currently on half-blood prince but i'm contemplating waiting to read with y'all Some personal stuff. After my wife being diagnosed with infertility with endometriosis, we said, 
Nah, son, and are now having my very first tiny human in April. Oh my gosh, that means that they're here already because this is from 2019. Aww. Her name Yay. is Penelope Luna. My wife loved the idea with having a Harry Potter-themed baby shower. And since the church we attend doesn't, wa doesn't want to condone witchcraft, we got two showers. But what makes our Potter shower so special is that a bunch of our Swisher family helped us in a time of need. A lot of them gave us easy and inexpensive ideas, while a few even mailed us some stuff. A little piece of all of you is in this amazing experience, so thank you. Also, let me know if the invitation got to you. It would make us very happy. It did. It probably did. It did. It did. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, us. Oh, my God. I thought they were talking about somebody else. Yes. It did. Absolutely. I showed it to you. Yes. Yes. You yes. Yes. Yeah. I got in my head reading. I am about 51% <laughs> Hufflepuff and 49% Ravenclaw. So, Hufflepuff, Ravenpluff? Wait, Puff. I just say <laughs> I'm Hufflepuff because I figured out that I may be a little smart, but my love for people outweighs my need to debate with others, so Puff Pride. My Patronus is a Sphinx cat. My wand is Rowan Wood with unicorn hair, 12 and a quarter inches, and slightly yielding flexibility. Keep doing what you're doing. You make my workday easier and make me laugh in front of people so that everyone thinks I'm a crazy person. Love you <laughs> lots. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Christian. Awesome. Definitely didn't cry. Lots of laughs. No, Loved it. No and crying. yes, we did get no the invitation cry. and it was very sweet. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. Super congrats to little Penelope Luna. That yeah. is so pretty. I like I it. I love that name. All right, let's see. What's the first thing a phoenix does in the morning? Shine bright like a diamond. He oh rises. <laughs> rises. That's great. I want okay. One. Yeah, give us one more. About, okay. okay. Who's the coolest magical creature? The hippogriff. The Yeti. <laughs> I don't get it. Hip. Oh. I, it. <laughs> oh. I was like, what does that have to do with being cool? I, I was like, bear. he doesn't do ice stuff. <laughs> that was what went through my head, too. In my mind, I was like, what animal is, like, cold? <laughs> That's why I said a Yeti. <laughs> I... Didn't think Yeti as the animal. I thought Yeti as like, <laughs> yes. Oh We're all kinds of messed up. Oh my gosh. The bumble. All right. Make sure that you follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at the Petrus family. Tiffany's on Twitter and Instagram at <laughs> Tiff Swish underscore flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. Also, I want to say, Swish and Flick has a TikTok page. I have posted a couple, but I'm trying to brainstorm some things that we should do. Um, if you guys have any ideas of like fun Harry Potter TikTok ideas that you think that we should attempt, um, let us know. Because, yes, it's Swish Flick cast, just like all of our other social media handles. Um, so, yeah, follow us. Truth. Follow us. Follow, follow, follow. Tiff, plug yourself. News on me. <laughs> Let's go. Um, I am fully vaccinated woo, 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 woo. and very excited about it. And I started a new workout program. 
also yeah, really excited about it. I started back at work. Mildly Woo. excited about boo. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, boo. Maybe. Um, I am eight shrines away from having all of the shrines in Breath of the Wild, which is what? pretty sweet. I almost have 300 Korok seeds, which means I need 100 more, which is kind of crazy. But something else, as of right now, Super Nintendo World opened today in Japan, and it looks It really does. Also, did you see any of those little sneak peeks of construction in California? Nah. I didn't see that. I've been seeing sneak peeks of... um, the they working ride. on it. Oh my gosh! I I will literally. I think cry. that California gonna is going to open for Orlando, and like we park. should go. <laughs> I'm I <mean>. just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like it looks, it just looks so good, and it's so cool because Nintendo and Mario specifically is so perfect mm-hmm. for a theme park and so i'm really glad I get to like this is happening in my life eat mushrooms and like grow and like <laughs> hit things isn't that what he eats yeah mushrooms? he does yeah. fair it's true do you yeah. get to I think you do. yoshi you can do mario, mario kart, kart. no i loved it no that's fine your heart starts pounding anyways (laughs) lots going on but you know we're doing all right over here yeah what about you guys i have been planning so many stinking vacations for people it is so much fun if i'm being honest I'm beginning to like get overwhelmed in a good way. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just like it's finally hitting me that like this is my job, I think, because like for so long, Mm. like so. So for people who don't know, like I became a travel agent in the midst of the pandemic. So obviously nobody was booking anything really. So um, which was actually really nice because like I got to just get used to everything in terms of like the system online that I have to use and playing around on the websites to like figure out how to book things and just like get my own processes like under control and all that kind of stuff. So like that was really nice. But now there has been this like huge wave of interest in traveling because the vaccine is becoming more readily available. More places are opening it's just easier to travel. There's not as many restrictions that are going to be going on soon. And it is just like so much fun. And I'm just, I'm just like having, I'm just having a blast, like getting all of these requests. And I just want to give a huge shout out to like all of the listeners who've reached out to me because like, seriously, it means the world to me that you're trusting me with this. And I'm really excited. Um, and it's also just like really fun to get to know our listeners a little bit better by helping them plan a trip. It's super fun. Um, so, yeah, if you guys are interested in planning a vacation to Orlando or 
they just dropped new cruise itineraries for 2022 and let me tell you they're bringing back alaskan cruises to the disney cruise line and i'm so excited i really want to go on one like so bad um i can also book like non-disney cruises i can i can do like royal caribbean and carnival and princess and like any cruise line and also like sandals and just like it doesn't have to just be disney and universal yes (gasps) all i can think of every (laughs) time yeah but i mean like (laughs) not gonna lie definitely (laughs) my forte is disney and universal but i can do more but i'm just saying disney has so much going on in the coming year like i'm so freaking excited yes it's it's gonna be so awesome and the colors are and let me tell you they've started decorating the castle (sighs) and it is gorgeous Mm -hmm. they're painting the roof again like i thought that they just painted it they're painting it again they did because they're making it like not iridescent because they're gonna do other parts of it iridescent and i think they thought it was too much so now they're like balancing it out but anyway it looks freaking gorgeous I wonder if it's for a maybe special, like lighting. Like, show yeah, maybe it, it like messed mm-hmm. with the lighting because they haven't really done mm-hmm. much of that since they've painted it. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. But I'm so excited. You guys should come to Disney. Everybody mm-hmm. just like hit me up. It's so much fun. <laughs> I love planning all the come Disney, to Disney days. Oh, man. I'll come to okay. Disney with you. It's a date. I'll walk to Florida starting now. And also, like, Disneyland just opened. So, well, it's not yet, but soon. And I am so anxious to hear when they're going to open it up to more than California. Get those vaccines, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vax to the max. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, Meg and I are both fully vaxxed, which is super exciting. Woo-hoo. Um, I'm going to take this moment to have a little story time. Are you ready? Story time. Meg knows, Meg knows story this story. Yeah. It happened yesterday. Is it No, this is just a feel-good story. <laughs> it's not a Katie was dumb story. Um, so yesterday was St. Patrick's Day, and I wanted to get Meg and I Shamrock Shakes because I haven't had one this year, and I just wanted one. I've never I mean, had one. They're not. I mean, like they're, they're really not that great, but like it's kind of the novelty of it, you know. So I was already out doing okay. whatever. So I was like, "All right, I'll stop on my way home." So I stop, and they're like, "Um, ice cream machine is broken." And I was like, "You're either lying or like, no, Katie, I don't know, liar, <laughs> you liar." And I was like, "Okay, that's okay, whatever." There's another McDonald's right up the street, so I drive to that one. There's a line. Everybody knows that McDonald's usually has, like, those two-way lines, right? You know, like, they have the two lanes that you pull through. Well, Uh the way this one is set up, it's super weird. And, like, it looks like you're not going your turn, but there's, like, a weird speed bump. And I didn't want to be all weird and pull out of the line and swerve over. So I was just waiting my turn. Well, this truck behind me decides to blow forward and have the audacity. This kid hangs out his window and is waving at me. So, like, that kind of, like, ticked me off. But whatever. So I pull up. I was like, hey, can I have two shamrock shakes when it's my turn? And they're like, we're all out. So I'm like, what? (laughs) 
Like I she have... waited like twenty minutes in this line too. Just the second McDonald's. I was like, "Can I have two oh. frozen cokes?" Like, <laughs> I guess that'll. I'm not just going home empty-handed. Um. So whatever. So as you're supposed to, the person who ordered before you is supposed to go next, right? Like I wasn't being nice. I was just doing what I was supposed to do. And there's this old couple in front of me. I gave him a thumbs up. Like I'm not trying to go in front of you. You go ahead. Turns out they paid for my order. Which was really cool. And there's no there's no way that they could have seen me get cut off by this guy either because they were too far ahead. There's this little old couple and I got to wave to the guy and he waved back. My humanity, my faith in humanity was destroyed and restored in like two minutes. <laughs> but I just want to say that that was really cool. It was like, it sounds silly, but like it made me feel really good. It was like, you know, it was a $4 order, but it was just really sweet especially because i had already been like trying to find these freaking mm-hmm. shakes and driving around and blah 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 so moral of the story is give big love but give small love too because you never know how it's gonna affect someone's day totally it made me smile true yeah true did no. you get your shamrock shake ever <laughs> but i got free coke i'm sorry, so I'm sorry okay. for your <laughs> By the time I got home, the frozen Cokes were just Cokes, but they were still delicious. (laughs) More (laughs) cake. I don't even know what a frozen Coke is. Yeah, it's just like a Coke slushy. I I didn't used to like them, but they're actually really good. Ooh. It's your turn, the sauce. Um, I don't have a whole lot going on. I will ask just to keep my family in your thoughts at this present time. Um, books that I've read, I don't remember what I was reading the last time. I I know that I finished. Um, what was it called? The first one was Serpent and Dove. The second one was Blood and Honey, which like it actually took me like a long time to like read it because I started it in January and then I read other books. <laughs> Um, and then I was determined to finish it. So I finished it at the beginning of March. Um, and like, eh, it wasn't as good as the first one. Um, the third book comes out, I think, this summer. So we'll see how that goes. Um, what else did I read? I read Ahsoka. That was really good. I enjoyed that. Um, then I read From Blood and Ash, which is really good. I stayed up. <laughs> I stayed up on Saturday night till literally well I stayed up I finished it at like 3 30 in the morning um and then I didn't go to bed for like another hour but um that one was really good and then the sequel to that is Kingdom of Flesh and Fire I think which is also very good because lately when I've been writing a trilogy like the second one's not as good as the first one and it's taking me time to get into it this one was not the case Mm -hmm. um and then the third book of that comes out in April so I'll be interested to read that. And then I don't know what I'm going to read next. A I book. No hmm? A book. Well, yeah, but like what book? I don't know. You want me to pick it? No, because I think I have Crescent City. I might read that. Um, Crescent Rule City And then sounds there's like a couple other books that I have on my like TBR. But I also was telling Tiffany, there's that Shadow and Bone, Shadow and Bone series come out on Netflix that's based on that Grisham series or trilogy. Um, you could jump back into your Wheel of Time series. I mean, I can, but like, meh. I think I need to read something that that's less fantastical and like doesn't have magic. 
um, because it's all they've been about. reading lately. So I need like maybe something that's like real life, but also maybe not real life. I don't know. Real life is lame. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what I end up reading. Oh, gosh. But I'm more than halfway through my reading challenge for the year. I set a low goal of 24 books and I've read 16. And that's not including rereads because I reread two books. That's super awesome. And that's proud of all your. I mean, I don't, I don't have a life. So this is all I do. Because people are like, I don't know how you find the time to read. I'm like, I do nothing else. <laughs> oh, goodness. But that's it. If you have any book recs, you can send them my way. What is this for? For babies. For Neville. <laughs> oh. I'd say. Speaking of Neville, he popped up on my Instagram. Potty. It's got to be. It's got to be Neville. For Neville and. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is it for now? For Neville and Luna. No, I don't know. Tara says for Neville and Longbottoms. <laughs> yeah. For Neville yeah. and Longbottoms. I like that. Up. For Longbottoms. And oh, little God. Babies. Yeah. <laughs> for Taylor Swift, an album of the year. That can. Ow! Oh. <laughs> You ruined it. I didn't ruin it. You I made it better. What if I like, click on GarageBand? It is what if ruined. I click on GarageBand and we find out we haven't been recording this. I thing? actually recorded a backup. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> any hoosies for all those things. And please be sure, Swishers, to pay your rent to the apartment <laughs> of mysteries. <laughs> That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! <laughs> Katie got my joke, you bunch of humans. I mean, I got it. It wasn't that funny. <laughs> <laughs> We could even put it, we could put it at the end if you want to listen to our dissertation on Taylor Swift. <laughs> dissertation. <laughs> at the end of the podcast. No, I like. But put put it at the end so everyone can tell us what their favorite Taylor Swift album is and or their favorite Taylor Swift. All right. Song. I, I finally watched her performance because I fell asleep. I did not watch it. But I have been listening to Reputation on repeat because it just feels so angsty and good. Reputation is such a hidden gem. It's boss. So, but you know what? I like, because I just didn't listen to Lover enough. Mm -hmm. I was listening to it today. Well, I listened to a bunch of her songs today, actually. Um, Well, because I like uh, Death by a Thousand Cuts. Oh, it's such a good song. It is so good. It's a good one. Oh my. Lover is also a mood, but like I have to say, folklore though, it just like took me by surprise that she wrote something like that. And those are like my kind of songs. So I just. Yeah, I think folklore is my favorite album. Yeah, same. I think Reputation is my favorite. Folklore is just more of my speed when it comes to something about our houses. Can you know a house by which T Swift album is your favorite? I don't know if I would say album, but definitely favorite songs. 
because the one time when we were obviously years ago or on a road trip and Taylor, we were playing some of Taylor Swift songs, but they, they were just songs like on my phone or my iPod or whatever we were using at the time. And Megan was like, you skip over my favorite songs. So like I like all the sad songs where she doesn't necessarily like all the I've sad songs. I've kind of changed in that there. though. I like Katie Katie can vouch for me there. Like now lately, my fave songs are like the slow, mellow, mellow. Yeah, sad See, songs. Mine are like, like a slow, like a slow mellow song face. doesn't necessarily mean it's a sad song. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> can you guess my favorite album? It's nineteen eighty nine. Any other takers? 1989. <laughs> I actually think My it's album. Reputation. Is it Reputation? Hey! It's real it's close really, to those two, it's though. Like, it's really close for me, Dude, honestly, which I... is like so weird because they're such very different albums. But I really love Reputation and I really love Folklore. And I don't know they're if like... I love Reputation so much because I met her in that era. Or if it's because I truly like the songs best in that era. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because like the whole experience of the tour with Reputation was amazing. Exactly. That's when I had like the most fun with her and like really yeah. got into being a Swifty. Reputation got so. freaking snubbed. It got nothing. I'm sorry. Well, Folklore only got the one. She only won one Grammy, did she not? Yeah, but at least she won. Reputation well, didn't even get nominated. And isn't wasn't she the first is woman to get Is this a Harry three... Potter podcast? She's mm-hmm. the first woman to get three <laughs> Grammys no. for Album of the Year. Yeah, which is which amazing. Is ridiculous. And, but, I mean, there's but. not even any guy who's won four. Like, three is the max that any person has won. And she's now tied with, like, Stevie Wonder. Mm, um, nice. Oh, gosh, there's two more and I can't. Like, to me, like, Folklore was her best album she's written. Yeah, I totally I agree. Yeah, for sure. Oh, now you got me questioning. I think it's a tie. But, like, not to say her <laughs> other ones aren't good either. It's just, I think I like to see the fact that she, like, everything's, like, just maturing. And it's just mm-hmm. such a good song. That's I great. I don't know. I she's have, a I great like writer. Reputation. I yeah, think my other should. favorite one is Red. I love Red. Okay, Harry Potter. I mean, if I'm being honest, they're all written great. It's just, like... yeah. <laughs> They're just all so different. And that's what I love about it. She's won basically like, three Grammys for three genres, if you think about it. Because like 1989 yeah. and Folklore, sure, they're both nominated under pop, but they sound nothing alike. Yeah. But, but Folklore and what's the other one? Evermore? Evermore. They're very Evermore's cool. growing on me. But Folklore still reigns supreme in my mind. I'm getting an eye twitch. <laughs> I didn't even have enough time to like take in Folklore before she dropped Evermore. So it's like... I haven't even like completed my time of processing folklore. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.